mean, I think we have some sort of responsibility to do our very best to make sure they understand. I mean, we could say it's not our responsibility that you took it that way. Well, oftentimes, you know, we fellowship, we talk, Donnie's there, the gang is there. And sometimes I just don't want to talk about business. And we were talking about the word friendship. A lot of us call each other friends, right? Are we really friends if all we talk about is business? What do we really know about each other outside of our companies, outside of the revenue? I want to hear about your wife. I want to hear about your husband. I want to hear about your traumas. I want to hear about your pains, your desires, your your needs as a person. So your delivery, you have to be very aware of how I'm delivering this message and be open to have that particular criticism about how I'm delivering. Because I probably have made something in my head up and I need to be open to make sure that, hey, I this didn't happen. Like, this didn't happen, Mirica. This is not what that was. What was crazy is there's only a few that I can call right now that I know that they would even remember that we're having this conversation. Mm. I don't know if I need your help right now. One day I will. The fact that there's only a few people that I can even trust to even recognize that something's wrong. Welcome to another edition of the Social Proof Podcast. All right, cool. Okay. All right. We gotta do that again. We gotta do that again, Dave. We gotta do that Let's again. Do it again. Okay. Rewind. I need Rewind. Energy. All right. <laughs> Welcome to another edition of the Social Proof Podcast. All right. We are in here. We are in here. Um, all of our Social Proof uh, Sevens are sponsored by uh, Terry Igioma with Trade and Travel. Y'all know Terry? Yeah. Yo, th- the GOAT when it comes to uh, teaching people the market, teaching people how to trade. And she's had so many people make so much money. It's ridiculous. So her brand has grown exponentially without ads simply helping people make money and the word just spread. So give Terry a round of applause. Had to, had to pay some bills right there. Um, but yeah, so today we're going to have a conversation. It's not about business. Actually, uh, my partner, Ernestine, she had this concept, this idea last year. And she said, man, all y'all talk about is business. <laughs> I got to give a special mention to my co-host, Donnie Wiggins. Hey. Donnie Wiggins. She was actually supposed to host, but I guess she was eating and food got on her hoodie. And I'm trying to help her with that. Um, but <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Ernestine had this idea like, yo, we need to not talk about business. Let's have a whole conversation about business. And I was just telling him in Atlanta, not talking about business. It's like unheard of. I didn't know if it was going to work. So give me give me your, your idea behind this concept. So oftentimes, am I going? Yeah. Okay, so oftentimes I come around Dave, you know, we fellowship, we talk. Donnie's there. The gang is there. And it's like, what did your ads do this week? And the sponsorship and this revenue. And I did a million dollars in a day. Well, I did $2 million in a day. And it's all great. And it's like, you know what? I am a creative. I'm an artist. Some of you know I'm an actor. I'm a poet. And sometimes I just don't want to talk about business. And we were talking about the word friendship on another episode that we did. And I was like, a lot of us call each other friends, right? But like, are we really friends if all we talk about is business? Like, what do we really know about each other outside of our companies, outside of the revenue? Like, I want to hear about your wife. I want to hear about your husband. I want to hear about your traumas. I want to hear about your pains, your desires, your your needs as a person. And I think it's important for us, especially in this social media age, to not define ourselves by what we do, because what we do is just what we do, but it's not who we are. So I wanted to craft this conversation with some phenomenal people who I know are doing phenomenal things in their spaces. But more importantly, we're people. We're not actors. We're not entrepreneurs. We're not business owners. We're people. We're humans. And I want to know, I want us to get to know the more human side of each other. So that was the reason why I brought this to you. 
I love that. Well, we might as well just introduce this illustrious panel. Um, you can share what you do, but this will be the last time. This is the last time. Okay. Yes. So we're going to uh, all say what we do. And then that's the last time. We start with you. Eh? Yes, I am Ernestine Johnson Morrison. I am an entrepreneur serving as the co-founder of the Legacy Center here in East Point, Georgia. Um, the CEO and founder of Greenlit ATL, which is a media and production company. I'm also an actress, a poet, and a mom and a wife. Love it. Tanil. Hey, everybody. My name is Tanil Moon. I am a business owner. I am the owner of a company called Moon Advisory. It's a CFO advisory firm, business advisory firm. And we work with all types of businesses dealing with their finances, their tax, their accounting, helping them scale, understand their numbers. And outside of the business, I am a mother of two teenagers. Wow. Yes, two teenagers, but also a mother of five additional amazing children. Wow, that's awesome. Yes. So, mom of seven. What's up, y'all? Uh, Michael Anthony, Mike Bless. Uh, is it, hello? Can you hear me? Oh. Is it on? Yeah. All right. Um, I am a, I'm in the film industry. I'm a writer, producer, actor. Uh, I think that's about it. Yeah, that's it. Um, hello, I am Dr. Amir Sanders, also known as Dr. Mimi. I'm a board certified psychiatrist. Um, my husband and I own two uh, practices for uh, women's mental health as well as community-based psychiatry. Um, do like professional development as well as some coaching. And um, I am um, a, of course, a wife, but also a mother to three. I have a 19-year-old as well as a six-year-old and a four-year-old. Nice. What's up, world? I am Q Parker. I am a 30-year music entertainment uh, veteran, uh, occupying the space of singer, songwriter, executive. I am a serial entrepreneur, philanthropist. Uh, a husband of 20 years. I have uh, two children, freshmen in, in college now. Nice. And I'm a grandfather, a new grandfather. Ooh. Oh, congrats. I have a grandson, yes. Hello. Hey, everybody. My name is Jazz Shine. That is my real name, not my stripper name. <laughs> I am a realtor here in Atlanta, so uh, I know it's our last time talking about it, but if you need to buy a house, call me. <laughs> um, I am, um, uh, I, I, wanna, I wanna get into acting. I told EJ that, that I'm gonna take it serious this year, I promise. And um, I am a, a two-year fiance. Okay. And um, <laughs> I have two stepchildren and I'm a grandma. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. that you are. Uh, they, and she calls me Mima, so I'm real. I'm certified grandma. <laughs> a whole title. <laughs> yes. That was a mix of everything. Like, her stripper, her grandma was just... Uh, <laughs> Multifaceted. <laughs> but, uh, my name is David Shans. I'm a podcaster, uh, host of the Social Brew Podcast. And uh, my uh, passion is uh, facilitating conversations just like this one. Um, but I, I think it's appropriate to start off with a theme of happiness, right? Before we go deeper into kind of like the things that we deal with. And I want to know what makes you all happy? Like is, and have you ever sat down to think, 
what really, really makes me happy, not what pleases people, not not I'm happy that I did this thing that pleased that person, my wife, my husband, my kids, and now I'm happy because I pleased them. But truly, what makes you happy? Outside of food. <laughs> it's, is that what makes you happy? Yeah, a lot of times. So why are you going? Why are you going like workouts, diet, stuff like that? Isn't that interesting? Like the thing that makes you happy, you can't do. Literally. Literally. <laughs> can't do it every day. <laughs> all the time. Can't all, all the time. time. So what? What makes y'all happy? Like what is? What truly makes you happy? I'll start. Uh, I love laughing. Mm. Uh, I love being silly. You know, oftentimes we are expected to be these polished individuals all the time. Yeah. And I just love getting with my homies. We join each other. Uh, we have tough skin. Yeah. And so for me, the ultimate, the ultimate happiness for me is just laughter. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I love mm -hmm. laughing. That's good. Tanil. For me, honestly, I, I love, 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 love dancing. Really? Yeah, I used to be that person that you would find just dancing around the office all the time. But now I'm to the point where I don't care to be on beat. I just want to <laughs> dance. <laughs> I just want to dance. I'm like, take me somewhere. Let me get lost. And I want to do that. It's just dance off beat. And at the end of the night, walk away sweaty and be like, that was the best time of my life. Oh, I love that. Yes. That's good. How often do you get to dance? I get to dance a lot. My husband likes to dance with me too so it's it's like it's it complements each other that we'll go out and we'll both look at each other like oh we need to dance <laughs> are you jamaican yes i'm like that. i'm hearing like a caribbean twang. Yes. okay got it but we want you on beat though <laughs> i'm always be on beat, on beat. <laughs> i'm always be on beat but if it ever happens just say listen that's her zone let her do it <laughs> leave her alone have you ever wanted to like dance battle somebody because i that do is it like all the time <laughs> I do like it all the, the time. With my friends. Yes. And then like we see a group what of girls you over there and it's like, what, what you want? We just be hyping. When they battle each other, when <laughs> Tiffany Haddish come in and Missy Ellie come on, she's like, dude, that's me. Mike Bless, what makes you happy, man? Um, laughter. I love to laugh. I love making people laugh. Um, and then, somebody said sing. <laughs> hey, you I sing. Do you do? Hit us with a little note, Mike. Hit us. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. first off, first off, first off, how she know that? How she know? It's so important that Black voices are represented in Black media for so many different reasons, and the next generation of Black uh, voices and influencers from Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection. Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today told from a unique black perspective from bobby smurda to the wire michelle obama to reparations there's no limit to the range of black stories black truths i listen and i'm enjoying these conversations that are for us by us black representation again it hasn't always been uh shared from our perspective and black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of america's story 
Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. and it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. Cause you got somebody here. Nice. He liked to sing. Right. He liked singing. I like that. Who said that? Oh yeah, I do like to sing too. No, I was, I was signed to a label. I was actually in one twelve in my head long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, yeah, I had a, I had a, I had a deal, but y'all, I didn't make it. So I'm in film. But yeah, laughter. And then you know what? Honestly, I love to. I love a nice scene. Like when I'm, if I'm directing the scene, and the two actors are like, if it's like a love scene and it feels mm. real, I just get like chills. So yeah, I love it. Mushy. Okay, that mushy, Doctor Mimi. Um, I like um, intentional experiences. Like uh, I remember we went on vacation and I made everyone, I have to kind of release some control, but I made everyone have their own experience for the, the, like, the people they were with. And mine was like yoga. And it was not just a yoga experience, but go and intentionally wear this, do this, be mindful. And that just created so much like fun memories for me. So just intentional experiences. Mm. So that's what I, I love that. Money makes me happy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that money affords me to be to do all the other things that make me happy too. Um, like buy shoes. Yeah. I really, really like shoes. You do love so, shoes. Yeah. So buying really, shoes makes you happy. Yes. If you guys follow Jazz on Instagram, you know she stays with a shoe. I, I And I don't know because I don't wear them, too. So <laughs> they genuinely make me happy. I don't know what it is, y'all. I got to, can I talk to you after this? 
<laughs> um, but yeah, so um, and my I, I genuine what makes me, of course, laughing because I, my friends and people that are close to me, I am like a twenty four seven comedian with them, and um, sometimes it's exhausting though because yeah. you know it's like I'm the one that they're expecting to be funny. Um, but <laughs> my dogs and dogs, period. I follow so many dog pages on Instagram, mm. and do- Donnie knows. <laughs> Donnie called me. Donnie, Donnie's dog, something happened to Donnie's dog. Don't cry, Donnie. Something happened to Donnie's dog. And me and Donnie, we know each other, but she's never really called me to talk to me. She said, I didn't know who else to call, who could understand my dog. And I was like, Donnie, calm down and everything. But when it comes to dogs, mm-hmm. they, they like my life. <laughs> Animals, period. Mm. It's like, wow. Like God really thought to make something that doesn't talk. <laughs> That loves you unconditionally. (laughs) So, yeah, that's it. I think for me, what really makes me happy is um, like silence and just being by myself. Solitude, just solitude. Solitude. Uh, I can see that. Yeah, I mean, my my whole life has been um, centered around whoa. Whoa. Took it, took it somewhere else. Okay. And we're back, um, we're back. I, <laughs> uh, my whole life is centered around uh, people and making people happy and teaching people. And then I go home and it's, it's mad kids in my house. And <laughs> a family, it's like people there. So um, It's people there. <laughs> it's mad, oh, people in here. other humans. <laughs> Everywhere I go, it's just mad people. So if I ever get a, a chance to be by myself, um, that's what really makes me happy. And my follow-up question is, how often do you get to do the thing that makes you happy? Mm-hmm. And if not, how how often would you like to? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, the laughter part all the time, because I'm never serious. Uh, except for now, I'm trying to act serious because I got my suit on. <laughs> <laughs> gotta but, be serious with the suit. Yeah, you got the turtle yes. You can't be the turtle neck joking around. <laughs> And then, uh, <laughs> and then the the producers then the film is like it's every day because we do the skits and it's well we're not talking about work. We're not but, talking about work. Well, that's why <laughs> it makes me happy. Man. So, yeah, I do that. We do that probably about six times a uh, six times a week. Mm. So yeah, a lot of happiness in my life. Oh, you lot, you're real happy then. Mm. Happy is yeah. <laughs> Mimi. Um, oh. Every day, um, I make it a point to be intentional. And so if I'm going to either um, just anything, like if I'm going to go to sleep or I'm going to go to bed like at my, or like take a shower, I make sure everything's intentional so I can just be in the moment mm-hmm. because that I know pours into me. It makes me happy. So I have to make sure I'm just constantly sorry. I'm constantly replenishing myself. So every day I make it a point to have an intentional experience, whether for myself or for other people. Yeah, and I know you guys got a chance to talk about um, kind of how often, but now I want to know um, what really puts you in a funk. What are the things that give you anxiety where you know you're in this, you know you're in this zone of uncomfortability? What's that, Tanil? Huh? Great to me. That puts me in a funk. Make sure you bring your mic up. That puts me in a funk now. What gives you anxiety? Anxiety. All right. Let's say. For me, it's 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 
for me, it's my, my, I have teenage children. So, you know, everybody, that too, there's a teenager and an adult, but my adult, chill. How old are they? <laughs> how, old, how old are they? I, I have a 20. I have a bonus 20 and, and a bonus 18. Okay. That's what the three adults, but the one that give me a headache. You know how when you like start off, you're raising children and you you have all these beautiful dreams of these kids and you're like, oh, I'm going to invest all this time. Mm-hmm. And then you're waiting when 18 happens and it just blossoms and you realize it is not a ripe fruit. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's my 20 year old. But my 20 year old, he's a musician and he's just hard. He's a, he's a drummer. He's an artist. And that's that's my anxiety. And sometimes, you know, as a parent, you want to see the best and you want the best now. But he's the one that I still keep my hand on a lot. And that is the one that I stress over the most. Anxiety. You can't dance that away, can you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he's the one. Dance that one away. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike? Uh, again, I'm, I'm realizing I don't have a life because I'm talking about work again. <laughs> Man, we gotta get you some friends. Right. Are you, friends. are you single? Yeah, I'm single. Recently, I'm single now. Oh. Yeah, she was like, you just want to work. We might gotta get you to go on some dates, Mike, something. Yeah, for sure. Wait, this turned into something. Anybody here? <laughs> Anybody, Anybody else here? Single? Single? Any single ladies? Single. 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 Eligible bachelorette, single <laughs> ladies say, ah. <laughs> 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 I just see always trying to put me on this dating block. <laughs> I got this girl. She's really cool. She's smart. She's beautiful. I love you, sis. <laughs> uh, when the numbers, when the numbers are down, I get, I get, I get a little, I get a little nervous, you know, because uh, just because I have to um, create something that, even though I'm creating for myself, I still have to create something for a lot of people to, you know, connect with it. And if I might be in a different space in that time, I might want to talk about um, some gangster stuff. It might be a time for love, so I gotta adjust my mind. So that's that's a little stressful to try to, because creating is supposed to be something you love, and which I love, but that's the part I don't love about it is um, trying to, because I'm not a person, I'm not big on, like I don't go to the social media and see somebody else, like a couple super happy, like, oh my God, I'm single. Cause I know like behind the scenes, everybody fighting, everybody having issues. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, re- I'm realistic. <laughs> no, <laughs> never. <laughs> they don't post that. He's like, we're in Jamaica. But before that on the plane, y'all was fighting. I'm <laughs> 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 scrap. They don't post that part. <laughs> so that's, that's it, just that. And then um, of course, when a loved one, it, when somebody I love is in a situation like I can't help with like money or can't physically change something like sickness, that stresses me all the way out. I want to know something about, like you said, when the numbers are down, it could put you on a funk or anxiety. What are the feelings? Is it a feeling of, wow, are they not feeling us no more? Or like, what, what, are, you, what are you thinking when the numbers are down? Yeah, because, I mean, it's up and down, you know, but when it's down, you know, like, is, it, is this it? You know what I'm saying? Because there's been... Some of the greatest things we've saw, it's down and then it's over. But how does that make you feel as a person, like in your psyche? Like, does it, do you take it personal? Like, it's me. Like, how does that play on you and your, like, your esteem? Mm, I try not to take it personal, but it's your baby. 
Mm-hmm. So it is, it is personal. You know what I'm saying? You try to be like, I don't care. Care what nobody think, but you do. Hey, y'all, I ain't going to lie, man. They sent me this Yuffie lock. Think about being on the couch. Someone rings the doorbell. Your child left their key at school, and they need you to get off the couch to open the door. Well, you don't have to do it anymore with this Yuffie lock. You can open, unlock, see who's at the door all on your phone. It's super easy to install. You can set up with just a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling required. It's keyless entry so it's no more fumbling for your keys when your hands are full coming from the grocery store 0.3 second fingerprint recognition listen you put your fingerprint on there you don't have, even if you got you got your bags you put one finger out there boop you get to unlock your door that way no battery anxiety you don't have to worry about the battery dying quick charging it's incredible also passcode unlocking and remote control with a 2K clear sight camera so you can see who's at the front door. You're in control anywhere from the app. Enhanced night vision. It's absolutely incredible. No monthly fee either. So unlike other brands that charge a monthly fee, you have you have uh, recordings locally. and You don't have to pay for the storage. Customer support is on 10. Listen, Ufi is on standby for you 24-7 so you can enjoy a worry-free experience with an 18-month warranty. All backed by our professional customer service team. Listen, you can contact them anytime, telephone, email, or live chat. Okay? Listen, you need this Ufi lock. You need to look it up. All you have to do is go to the official website, Ufi, E-U-F-Y.com. I just ordered mine, okay? I love this product. It is incredible. It's a game changer. It makes life so much easier, right? So if you have a video doorbell already or any smart lock, it's it's, it's time to replace it. It's time to replace it. So listen, search Eufy, E-U-F-Y, video lock. Search Eufy video lock. That's E-U-F-Y. FY video lock or visit ufiofficial.com forward slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. Okay? You can get a complete control of your front door, your life, back door. Incredible. Okay? So search Ufy, E U F Y video lock or visit ufiofficial.com forward slash video lock. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Because it's like I'm creating this, and I want you. I want you to like this, even though I'm doing it for me. I'm doing it for us. And if you're not connecting, it does. It does because it's your passion. You know what I'm saying? If you passion. If you, if you draw a picture, 
and you put it on the wall, and people be like, "Ugh, that is terrible." You look like I don't care. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's for everyone, though. Like all of us have, you know, brands and personas, and just you know what the world sees. But when 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 what the world knows you as may or may not be working at that moment, how does it make you feel as a person? Me. I I think it and I I want you know whatever you all can chime in is it a confidence issue Mm because on stage we're like yo I'm the best at doing this thing but when the numbers are down or when the clients are down or when the Mm -hmm. money is down when the revenue is down we're not as confident in our ability or we us thinking that whoa it's it could be over Oh, I need to switch up, and I think a lot of people just switch it up, right? But even at this higher level, you like the 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 anxiety is: Am I not as good as I think I am? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep, that happens. You guys ever feel that? That happens. So I think one way to approach that is every day. For me, I'm 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 cementing more and more my confidence. Because when you are in a space where you are producing a product and that product is reliant on people's approval or their liking it or not, there are going to be moments where you start to question yourself. It's just a natural thing because you never want to have a product that people love, 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 love. And then one day it's like, eh, I can do without it or it's somebody else. Uh, And so when that happens... We all have to have the confidence to pivot um, or just look at the realization that that particular season may just be done for that time. Yeah. But I'm just so confident in who I am and, and what I because being a creative, we're never going to stop creating. Mm-hmm. You may not like my Nike sneakers no more, but I got some other stuff in my brain, man, that y'all don't even know yet. Mm-hmm. It, it won't stop. For me, it won't stop my creativity. Yeah. So if you just not liking this today, keep rocking with me. Mm-hmm. We're going to have something that you're going to rock with. Trust it's and me. believe. It's in me. Absolutely. That, that, that's like, it's easy to say, yeah. but it's not easy to feel all the time. Like, yeah. yo, I'm just going to keep pushing, keep pushing, keep pushing. Um, especially like, I, and again, this is just me being transparent where I'm finding the things are the, on the outside are simply things that are going on on the inside. It's just other people can see them now. Yeah. Or I, I, I've, I've found it like any issue that I'm dealing with, whether it's confidence or anxiety, whatever it is, a lot of times it's stemming back to something. It's like some other issue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So Ernestine, I know like you've in this like acting suite, like you're really going after, you wanted to, dopest actors that I know you've been in a lot of big uh projects but like we have conversations you like yo I I'm gonna be this season regular right but it because it hasn't happened yet yeah what do you feel there are plenty of times where I think there were times I never doubted my talent like that's just one thing about me I've never doubted my talent but I also on I think I've trained my mind to understand that the world is just what the world is. It's like how I can get on Instagram and see someone say, roses are red, violets are blue. That's how much I love you. And the whole world will go, wow, they're so deep. So in my mind, I'm like, you know what? 
we just live in a society where it just may or may not happen for you the way you want it. It doesn't mean you're not talented or you're not worthy enough. Or you're not good enough. But I had to re- I had to just really like accept the fact that it may not happen for me the way I want it to or may not look the way I want it to. And I can't take that responsibility. So that's why I create other things. I create other things to keep my mind off that this over here may not happen the way I want it to happen. And it makes me it makes me sad, not in my abilities, but sad because that's just the way of the world. So it's like, okay, well, if I have no control over this, let me just control what I can control. And it and it hurts. It does hurt. Especially when you see you see your friends, all of us. We see your friends. This person booked this role. This person's a series regular here. This person booked this lead. Oh, I remember auditioning for that too. And it's like, okay, I know it's not me, but maybe it's just not my time. Or maybe it's never going to be my time. It's just the way of the world. It's the way of the universe. And I've accepted that. And it hurts. And what do you do when you start feeling that? I create something else. Put my mind mm-hmm. into something else. Yeah. I called Dave. I said, Dave, well, you want to do? <laughs> you want to do an event? <laughs> I love it. I love yeah. How do you all handle that? Well, I think that well, what I'm hearing is that we have to make sure that we're not putting our confidence in the wrong things, and whether that is um, whether it's numbers or whether it is like likes, whatever. We have to make sure that we're staying grounded. And that's grounded of who we truly are outside of roles. And so one of the activities I ask my clients or patients is like, who really are you? Mm -hmm. Don't give me any role. Don't give me a teacher. Don't give me a doctor. Don't give me a a mom. Don't give me any of that. Who are you at your core, your being? Mm -hmm. And what I do hear is a lot of characteristics. So if I had to do the uh, exercise right now, I would say that... um, Right now, this, at this moment, I am um, enthusiastic, I am love, I am peace. And so I'm just giving myself not only affirmations, but grounding myself of who I am at my core being. So I, I don't want to do, I'm doing, doing all the time. So not who are you doing, like who are you really trying to become yes. and who are you? And so that's kind of where I kind of ground myself when I kind of get disappointed and, you know, true, like, have those feelings, like really sit in that particular hurt, but don't let that hurt uh, put you in some type of dysfunction. Yes. So create more, you know, laugh more, you know, uh, be that particular supportive uh, mm-hmm. person for um, whomever. Mm-hmm. And that is where you kind of just get not necessarily rid of those feelings, but how to really react appropriately to those feelings. Yeah. How do you find it when you can't find it, though? Yeah. Like you can't find that answer. And, and you ask for help. You ask for help. And that is hard. And I truly had to go through like a, a journey where like, OK, I graduated from medical school and OK, like I just got married, got a new career, had a miscarriage, you know, lost my grandmother. And I'm just like, OK, I'm not even doing anything that I'm telling my patients to do. So I need to sit yes. down and I need to ask for help. Mm-hmm. So I went to therapy. Like, oh, you're a, yeah, I'm a psychiatrist that goes to therapy. Yes. If you have a coach, a therapist, or a psychiatrist that does not have a therapist or a psychiatrist or a coach, get another one. Yes. Okay? And so, like, really just ask for help. And I think perhaps in our community, in these particular high, uh, spaces where we are high performers, we don't know how to do that. Yeah. And so we really have to ask for help. And there's, it's out there. And it's kind of like dating. You have to kind of find what fits for you. Yeah. And so I think that's kind of what you do. You ask for help and, you know, you kind of find that. Yeah. Uh, Jazz, 
Do you? <laughs> I was like, um, you as um, kind of are you married? Yes. No, I, I I said I was a two year fiance. You were so stuck on the stripper part. My- <laughs> <laughs> so why why not just say fiance? Why two year fiance? Because Q was like, I'm a twenty year husband. So I was like, shoot. Well, since we put numbers on it. <laughs> Two years. <laughs> you look at yourself as like a career fiance? Or? Yeah. I'm like, I'm excelling at this. <laughs> okay. It's like right before the wife, I've mastered that level. Do you, do you have a date? Do you have a date? Do we have a date? No, yeah. we don't have a date. Maybe one day. Sometime. That is like, yeah, how often do you talk about it? I mean, we talk about it, but it's not like when life starts happening and you start like I'm I just got out of a like a like grind mode. I've been in grind mode and he's in grind mode. And when you're in grind mode, you don't want to talk about no hundred thousand dollar wedding. You just want to be in grind mode. So I just I'm just constantly I mean, that's what you think. He keeps on saying it's gonna cost a hundred thousand. It's gonna cost a hundred thousand. It is. I mean, I'm trying to <laughs> it is. So I was trying to have like a twenty thousand dollar wedding. Nah. No real flowers. <laughs> What's up, podcaster or soon-to-be podcaster? Get ready to level up your podcast game because the number one podcast education summit of the year is back, and it's bigger and better than ever. I'm talking about the second annual podcast summit happening on July 4th and 5th in the content creation capital of the world. You already know, ATL, baby. Atlanta, Georgia, going down July 4th and 5th, two full days. Imagine this. Imagine you getting all the game you need to take your voice, your brand, your business to the next level. Imagine getting all the insider tips. Imagine getting all the know-how that you've been craving for the last two, three, four years where you're talking about you're going to start a podcast, but you haven't yet because you don't have the tools. You don't have the tips. You don't have the tricks. I don't care if you're just starting or you're a seasoned pro. This summit has something for everyone. Picture you mastering the basics of setting up your podcast or unlocking the secrets to grow your brand on social media. We're not just talking about podcasting here. I'm talking about you want to build a long form catalog, whether it's skits, movies. We got people talking about script writing. This is an incredible experience. Imagine, imagine discovering the art of securing these lucrative sponsorship deals. And that's not all. Learn the ropes of creating a pitch deck that has sponsors knocking down your door. But wait, 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 wait. There's more. This isn't just a summit. This is an experience. I'm telling you. Rub shoulders with industry leaders. And you got to network with other people that are doing what you're doing. All the guests that have ever been on Social Proof Podcast, I'm giving them a free ticket. And in exchange, they promise me that they're going to sit down and do short interviews with you. We got podcast booths for our VIP members where you can sit down, pull somebody to a side, and you're going to create content in real time. I know what you're thinking. How do I get a part of this podcasting paradise? Well, it's simple. All you have to do is head over to podcastsummit.com, grab your tickets now, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I have something really, really special for you. I got a little treat for my early birds, people who take action. The next 20 listeners and only 20 listeners who get your tickets right now, okay? I'm not only going to give you 20% off of whatever ticket level you get, you get 20% off, but if you use the promo code Big Deal. It'll take 20% off immediately, but I'm also going to allow the first 20 people listening to this right now to be able to bring a friend, bring a teammate, bring a partner for absolutely free. 
You get general admission, they get general admission. You get VIP, they get VIP. Whatever ticket level you purchase, you get to bring a friend, partner, colleague, boo thing for absolutely free. Nothing extra required. My team's going to reach out to you, get your partner's name, or if you don't have the person you know right now yet, you got time, no pressure, you get us back. But use that code Big Deal. That triggers to let us know you get to bring someone for free. So don't wait. Secure your spot at the number one podcast education summit in the country. Join us July 4th and 5th in Atlanta. Let's turn your podcast dreams into a reality, y'all. Head over to podcastsummit.com. Use promo code BIGDEAL at checkout and get your tickets now. Don't miss out on the opportunity to take your podcast to new heights, take your brand to new heights, take your business to new heights with this unprecedented offer, okay? I'll see you at the summit. and Don't forget to use promo code Big deal. Dollar Tree. Um, I don't need to have no real flowers or nothing. You know, <laughs> we can do balloons. <laughs> my best friend is in here. Both of my best friends are here. And they always be like, you cannot use balloons. You have to use flowers. What's going on, family? Listen, are you tired of your nine to five or are you an overworked entrepreneur? Okay. You're still trading your time for dollars. Do you want a sustainable source of income? Listen, have you ever thought about stock trading? Listen, it is one of the dopest skill sets that you can ever learn. Listen, Terry Agioma, she dropped trade and travel for the last couple of years have been the top teacher of stock trading on the teachable platform really in the country and she just released 2.0 the 2.0 version she's gonna have more testimonials more successful students more people retiring from their job more people replacing their income i'm telling you with her proprietary strategies you can get a roi eight to ten weeks no problem listen and not only just the program itself but you get bonus coaching calls she's on there teaching and outside of that you know i'm a big person for community the community of like-minded people that are going in the same direction you're going into no brainer listen you want to rock with trade and travel 2.0 listen do not miss this opportunity to take control of your future join terry agioma's trade and travel program 2.0 there's a link below that you need to click immediately get off the couch stop watching this right now click the link let's go so the question is the question is I know you went into like it's grimo, but how does it make you feel? Um, I mean, it doesn't make me feel like, see, I wasn't a girl that grew up and was like, I want to be married. I romanticized being married and finding the one. It was like I stumbled upon the one. Mm-hmm. You know, I was with a lot of wrong people. Mm-hmm. And um, to the world, they look like the right people. Mm-hmm. To the world, it was like, what do you mean it didn't work out? And it's like, yeah, to the world, it looked like I was exactly where I was supposed to be. But emotionally, I wasn't. I, didn't, I never realized how big monogamy is until like I could just go to sleep and not worry about looking through your phone. Yeah. <laughs> and that brings me so much. It is peace. not a dollar amount in this world that can bring you that type of peace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so and I have that. So that's why I'm not in a rush. I think a lot of times we kind of get engaged to people and sometimes people are, I think people are in it for the wrong reasons. They may be in it to get half later on. They ain't in it to that. Let's speed this process up. Let's get this five years going. So when I decide to leave you, I don't have to leave with nothing. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, we're just, I just know he's there. He's there. Yeah. He's, he has my back. He cares about me. He's there for me. He's nurturing me. And so it's like, it's kind of like a marriage. And so that's why I haven't been in a rush to be like, let's do it. Like, Let's just go for it and find a date. 
How does it make you feel? It doesn't make me feel like nothing. I feel like you see like the weddings on Instagram, the wedding posts and the gowns that does nothing for you at all. I mean, no, because I'm I'm such a I'm such a such a real N word because I can't cuss. (laughs) I don't. I don't. Huh? Is that the wall? No, it's not the wall. It's not that. Only only, only reason I'm asking is because you're like, yo, I don't need real flowers. I can do balloons. Like, it seems like you are ready. Yeah. But But see, but that's the thing. I'm not. I'm not. It's like neither here nor there for me. It's it's very strange. Like even when we got engaged, right? I loved it. It was amazing. It was it was so he he proposed to me on his birthday. And I was so surprised in Vegas, the water Bellagio fountain, it was beautiful, it was great. But it wasn't something that I was like pressed for, like, you know, you gotta give me a ring, you got, you know, time's ticking. It wasn't like that for me. It was just like, we're enjoying each other, we're happy, we're, so that's why I feel like that about a wedding. It's like, when it comes, it comes. Maybe one day we'll just wake up and decide to go to the courthouse. Maybe one day we'll have a big extravagant wedding. I don't, I have no idea. Can I ask one more question? (laughs) I guess. When you say one day we'll wake up and maybe decide to go to courthouse or a wedding, are you just hoping that one day he wakes up? Oh no! Let me, let me tell y'all something. Y'all know anything about Prince Wilson? Prince Wilson is obsessed with me now. Okay, I'm the light of his life. <laughs> I and no, seriously, like I'm not saying that because I'm delusional. Like you know, some girls they be like thinking they mean crazy about them, and you be like, but I saw him. Last night, no, compound. That life. <laughs> You're like, I saw him at compound and he didn't look too crazy about you. Um, I'm, we're not like that. He's he's really, I think that if I decided, if I was like, come on, let's go to the courthouse tomorrow, he would be down with it. Mm, okay. Okay. You should try it. I don't want to go to the courthouse. <laughs> yeah, you know what is great? You know what's uh, interesting? Um, I, so I do a lot of. Um, like, oh, I'm just indifferent. Like, it's cool if it goes this way, right? But um, I found out, or I, I was I was watching something, and they said that, what's the opposite of love? Hate. hate? Well, I was like, it wasn't hate, it's indifference. The opposite, because love is a strong emotion. Hate is a strong emotion. Indifference, no emotion. And what for me, I've mastered indifference, which is really like the opposite of loving or hating something. And sometimes I'm so like, I try to, Neutral. I want it so bad, mm-hmm. but I disconnect myself from it. So I'm trying to go as far away from mm. the thing that I want so bad and I move into indifference and then it just becomes, it's cool. Mm-hmm. So not not in your scenario, but like for that just, that just, <laughs> not. Nah, I was I asking questions tax. for myself, but <laughs> there's been things that I wanted so bad, mm-hmm. and then I've just convinced myself that it'll come. God's timing. But see, I'm like that with acting. Mm-hmm. I'm like that with acting and entertainment. And I feel like I was in a singing group for nine years, and to never see a Grammy or see anything <laughs> close to a Grammy, not even a check, it's made me and when it comes to entertainment period like people always tell me on my instagram all day you need a show you need a show you need a show and it's almost like i've just been like you know it'll that it'll come when it comes like Mm -hmm. i just be because i'm also a believer that opportunities come to me 
Mm-hmm. I don't go chasing things. I didn't go to Ernestine asking her for an opportunity, like put me on a panel. You know, I need to, people need to hear what I got to say. No, uh, she came to me. And so I believe a lot of times opportunities come to me. But like you said, that's that could kind of be where I fall short is because I'm just kind of like, hmm. but then that's also how I don't get disappointed because mm-hmm. like my mom was telling me to get into acting when I was like first year, like college or whatever. And I went to one casting call for Tyler Perry. That line was so long. Um, <laughs> I was out there all day. Never saw nobody. Never got to go in front of people. And it would have been different for me if I would have went in front of somebody and they said no. But just getting, just not seen at all was so discouraging. And I was just like, you know what? I'm going to just get discovered at the mall. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just be walking around and Steven Spielberg is going to be like Jurassic Park. You belong in it. Come on. <laughs> And that's what I kept, but that's how I stopped from getting disappointed. It's like, if I don't go after it, I can't be disappointed when I don't get it. But do we really feel that strategy works though? Cause I feel, I don't feel like that works because you're still disappointed if the thing doesn't come. I mean, so it's not for me, Ernestine. If you don't chase it, <laughs> if you don't chase it, cause you've psyched yourself out to say, oh, it'll come. Or if it's not, if it's meant to be, to be. And if, if it still doesn't be, then like, I feel like I, I'm still disappointed. Right. No, like how you say you were sad. Like you were like, I'm sad because it's something I'm going after and it's not happening and it's mm-hmm. just maybe timing and it may come. I'm like, I'm not going after it. It's not sad. <laughs> so I want to say you are a star for sure. Thank you. And I know I understand what she's thinking. I, I stole her slogan one time. She she went off on me. Create, don't Create, wait. Create, don't wait. Create, don't wait. She's like, nice slogan, bro. You ain't tagged me. I'm like, hey. <laughs> gotcha. So... <laughs> no, but I think that, and that's that's it's business. This is not work because we're talking about this, but that's what we did with the with the skits. So the, I'm an actor, and I do audition and I go for roles and I do disconnect. I don't I don't think about the result because that that can be stressful. Like ah, I gotta have this role. I give it. I say, hey, this is. I gave my best. I gave my 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 um idea of this particular character i left it out there it's on y'all but the but the 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 balance is we have created something without them without hollywood you know what i'm saying that we make it more than a lot of most actors because we create our own because now with social media you have the opportunity to cut the middleman out and if people see you on on your own platform it's gonna naturally grow anyway. You don't have to have that feeling because the people are going to accept you because they're they laughing right now. Think of a number in your head. How much do you think it would cost for me, a pretty successful entrepreneur, to coach you every single day, to give you all of the game? I'm talking about every day for an entire year, Monday through Friday, I'm on I'm on a, a virtual call teaching you how I've done the things that I've done. And when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. These days, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. 
They make all kinds of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs in towns and cities across the country. And jobs bring pride. Purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. Me updating you every single day in real time on all the business moves that I'm making, all the negotiations that I'm in, everything that I'm doing before I actually do it. How much you think? And let's say Monday through Friday, and then on Thursdays, we do a Q&A where not only do you get a chance to ask your questions and get them answered, but you get to ha- you get to hear the answer from a whole community, hundreds of other people on a call, and you get their answers that are going to help you too. What do you think? And once or twice a year, get together, free conference that we all get to come to and you get to meet all these people that you see virtually. How much do you think that would cost every single year? 10,000? Not even close. It would probably be closer to 100,000 because it's just, I don't, I, my, my time is valuable and to give you the sauce that's going to help you make millions, I'd have to charge you at least 100,000. But what I've done has created a community where you get the advantage of learning how to become an entrepreneur. You get to network with hundreds of entrepreneurs every single day. You got a community that keeps you inspired and excited. You will read a book club with us every single day. You also have an event where we come together once or twice a year for free. We do all of that for $399 for the year. Now, you can also get it at $79 a month, but $400, the price it costs for two pairs of Jordans, no tax, of course, you get all of that, $399. Now is the time you join the morning meetup. You've been watching the Social Proof Podcast. You've been watching me build my business. You've seen where it started. And if you're just now like understanding like what's going on with my brand, Go ask somebody. I've got receipts of things that I built over the last decade, okay? Uh, I am willing to coach you. $3.99 for the year. Listen, go to themorningmeetup.com or click the link in this video. Um, Let's get back to the episode. But keep in mind, I want to coach you. Let's get started. Yeah, and but that's what gives me anxiety, like social media. Like Ernestine, oh my God, me and Ernestine just went to a wedding last August and Ernestine is so like social media. She's like, she's a social media queen. She's like, listen, sit like this. We're going to take a picture. We're going to get a video of us walking in and then they're going to get us coming out. She was getting the valet people involved. They was like, we don't know how to do this. She was, hold this camera for me right now. She was like, print, stand to the left. No, because the aesthetic, it's the aesthetic. It has to be like one, two, three, four. I, I was, I was in a room. I said, I I don't want to see Ernestine today. I don't want to see her <laughs> because creating gives me so much anxiety. Because, like, because and that's why I do stuff. Like, I'm funny on Instagram when I genuinely feel it. Yeah, I don't like want to create being funny. Not to take a jab at create. Don't wait because I'm totally with that. Totally with that. Down with that sister. <laughs> I feel like that gives me anxiety as far as having to continuously produce something and put Mm -hmm. something out. Your followers go down if you don't. Your engagement suffers. It's like, ah. It's like, I don't feel like making a video today. I don't feel like putting on no makeup today. I mean, I did today. But I don't feel like doing that today. I don't feel like being funny today. Sometimes I'm, I'm in a weird space. Like, I'm really scared of death. 
I don't know why. Not me personally. I just know y'all gonna miss me if something happened to me. <laughs> but I'm really scared of like losing people close to me. Yeah. And sometimes I get in these funks and I'm just like, I'll wake up just randomly and just mm -hmm. be like, and then I'll look at Instagram and it'd be like, such and such passed away at 93. He'd be like, why God? Like it was 93. She's gone too soon. <laughs> and but, that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? So waking up every day needing to put out something it's stressful. Yeah, yeah. I, that's an interesting. What is that noise? A C. A C. Cricket. Cheers. It's the cheers. Money some oil. How do y'all? Uh, then I want to. I want to know how your clients deal with this, like handling loss, mm. like losing people. Because I, I don't know if I if I handle my losses, especially of people, um, the best. How do how do you experience how like when people come to you because they've lost somebody? Um, so with grief, it is we've heard that it's not linear, and you are meaning that you're not going to go okay. I lost something. I lost someone. I'm going to go through these steps, and then I'm going to be able to accept this loss. Mm -hmm. No, it comes in waves, and it can uh, you can experience. Um, one of a, um, a psychologist uh, would say um, that you experience um, anger and then you experience uh, some bargaining, the, the depression. Um, and so bargaining? Yes. Yeah, so like, God, if you will allow this person to live um, in the capacity that they were in my life, yeah. then I will do X, Y, and Z or I'll change my life. So you're bargaining. And so different types of uh, emotions that you're going to have in grief. Now, disclaimer, I am not a grief expert. And a lot of your grief um, experts are psychologists or therapists. And they really have to walk you through this process. Grief Be expert is an actual thing. Well, you have psychologists or therapists that specialize oh, in grief, grief. that okay. focus wow. on grief. Wow. And um, you talked about a loss of loved ones. Um, we also need to talk about a loss of other things. Um, personally, I have a son with special needs. And uh, before we discovered that he had special needs, we had an expectation of what our son together would be like. Uh, yeah. Okay. And so having to walk through that particular type of grief and still do is, you know, it comes in waves. And so now, like when he does have these particular moments and when we can't do certain things because of his particular disabilities, I have to take a step back, realize what emotion I'm in. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I'm angry. Like, I'm angry. Like, why did this have to happen to me? and my son, and my family. Mm -hmm. But I really have to recognize those emotions. And then I think someone had something, um, but in, uh, maybe a theme, but changed my perspective. So now as a mom of a special needs that's going through this, I feel now, you know, I have to kind of express this or talk about this and make sure other moms or dads or families know that, hey, you're not alone. And that helps them with their particular grief of that expectation. So it's a lot of, I mean, it's, it's grief is, is, it's very complicated and we really want to make it, you know, simplified. It's, it's, it's not, it's not. Yeah. And you don't want to run away from the emotion. You want to feel it. And, but you, again, do not want to sit in it mm -hmm. and let it become dysfunctional yeah. where I'm avoiding, I'm not sleeping, I'm not eating, I'm not establishing relationships because I'm scared. I, you know, I'm worried 
okay, how is that, um, how is that perpetuating dysfunction? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so it's, it's, I wish I had a, a, a simplified answer, but I don't, that but that's grief. You want to say something? No, I just, when you were speaking, it just made me just think about like when you get all of us, when we get into these dark places, mm-hmm. right? Like I was in a really, really dark place. 2020, 2021 was like, I felt like I was just in this dark hole and I'd never been in that place before. And then as I opened up about it, I found some of my other friends and associates were also too mm-hmm. coming out of just like a very dark place. Um, I want to know like how did you all deal with coming out of a dark place or have you ever been in a dark place and just had to use certain tools to get out of it? Mm-hmm. Uh, or say, yeah, oh, you want to go? I'd say for me regarding a dark place, I think some of my greatest accomplishments mm-hmm. comes from being in a dark place. Honestly, for me, I don't ever want to be held down or be down for too long or be depressed for too long. I'm the type that kind of almost ignore. I know I'm there, but I refuse to feel it. And I. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply use that energy to do something bigger and better so that whoever put me in that dark place can see me shining bright. Have you ever been in a place though where you couldn't pull yourself out though? So it's one thing when you're in a dark place and then like you find, you're like, I'm not going to allow myself to be here. But have you ever been in a place where it's like, I can't get up? Not me. My mother, when my mother transitioned, that was my dark place. Mm -hmm. And it, it, like, like you said, grief is not a, step by step you know it was a process i was i mean i I was homeless because of it i just gave up on life i was the walking yeah. dead um yeah. but what happened what happened for me because i went to several funerals after my mother transitioned and it was like family members i was just there like well you know i, I was so numb to it yeah it's like my mom is like i love you cuz but um and that's not terrible this it's transparent. <laughs> but then I went to my uncle's funeral and his pastor went up there and he said, death 
is a misunderstood reality. And that that one thing, it was like, oh, you know, I, I didn't take it personal. So it just well, what I is that, what is the misunderstanding? Well, the misunderstanding is we all we know it's gonna happen, but we don't. It's like nobody really thinks about you know the last day on earth, but you know we all know it's gonna happen. But when it happens, it's kind of like why God or you know why me or why because it's it's inevitable. It's it's something we all gonna have to face one day, and it's not really a bad thing. It's a, death is a part of life. It's a part of it. You know you can't have life without death. So, but it but when it happens because this gift of life that you have, because a gift is something you don't, you know, you don't, you didn't earn, you don't deserve it. But this gift that we have, we just like, this is mine, I own it. So when something happens to somebody, selfishly we feel like, yo, that was my mom. Mm-hmm. But when you're watching the news, yeah, and for that moment, like, oh, that's messed up. Turn the game back on. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But now it was your mom. I was like, wait a minute. It's personal. Mm-hmm. This was my mother. But my mother was a great person. She... So was that child's mother, you know what yeah. I mean? So it's nothing, it, it's just, because I was mad at God. I was mad at God. Yeah, I was mad at God, I feel like, man, I got my Uncle Edwin, this dude smoked crack, steal, and he had all the funerals. <laughs> Y'all not supposed to laugh at that. Because we all got family members like that. <laughs> he and my mom were talking about, man, they got chicken in I'm like, man, shut the... Uncle Edwin is high at the funeral. I'm like, God, why? Stop why didn't you take him, God? Don't just, you know, what y'all doing up there? So, oh my God. so I was a little mad. I was mad at God. I was. But that, but, but you stayed in that dark place for a while. I was there for years. I was there for mm-hmm. some years. I mean, because I, I mean, I, I, I got into... Um, I was facing 30 years in prison. I was I was living a very illegal life, but I got into the streets because I grew up in the hood, but I was never a street dude. I didn't sell no dope as a kid. I played sports, I sung, but all my friends were, you know, in the streets. And then my mom had cancer. I'm like, y'all finna, I'm about to rob a bank, literally. And my boy like, hey, whoa. Just come, just come sell some dope. I'm like, all right. <laughs> It won't go too far. <laughs> <laughs> you got some good way friends. Too far. Yeah, way out there. Those are friends you're like, hey, don't rob a bank. Just come sell this poison, brother. Don't do that. So, <laughs> but, so, that's how you know they care about you. <laughs> I love you, brother. Now, this is a house. So, <laughs> this, is how, this, is, this is terrible. It's toxic, but it's real. So I, I got into that world and I, you know, and then that became an addiction because at first it was like, this is for my mom. But then you make $40,000 in a week. You're like, ooh, you know, that's for the women a little bit, you know, because you was working at the mall. You ain't had nothing. And now they like you. Mm-hmm. And then my mom, when she transitioned, um, I lost everything. Like all the stuff I had, all my cars, everything. I lost everything. And um, I was living in a, my sister had gave me a, a 97 Toyota Corolla. This was in 2010, this ain't that long ago. I was living in, living in that car, and I, cause I just didn't care. I was, which, you know what you said earlier, I didn't, I didn't want to get hurt again. 
I don't want to love no. I don't want to love no nothing. I don't want to love my sister like that. I don't want to love no woman. I don't want to love nothing because that I didn't want to feel like it, that hurt again. So I just was like, I don't even want to love life. Mm, yeah. So I just was like, I'm yeah. out here, you know. But then hearing what that pastor said that one day, it was like God just. I went to my uncle's funeral to be revived to life. Wow. Q, you you had a. Man, I'm just sitting here, right? And um, as we are just like going through all of these different levels, something just hit my spirit. And it was like, how well are we preparing? And what I mean by that is, so like when you're talking about if there's a fire in your house, you go through the steps that says, okay, if this happens, throw the ladder down, you know, the fire things are over here. Go do this, go do this. And so when we're talking about these dark moments, my first thought would be, I'm a fighter. Mm-hmm. And I know that I can tell myself, Q, this is not you. Get up. Do something. Fight mode, never flight mode. Right? I'm always telling myself that. But as we're talking about it, like you said, but have you ever just been in a dark, dark place? And so now, as we're talking, in my mind, I'm like, okay, what happens, Q, when you do get in a, in a space that's, like, dark and you cannot fight? And the thing that came to my mind was prepare. That means I need to prepare and call people that I know that love me and trust me, that I trust to say, hey, if you ever see me in a space before you get to as a fighter, you yeah. know Q going to get up. Yeah. But if one day you don't see me get up, get up, let me put you already in line and say, yo, Q, get up, bro. This mm-hmm. is not you. Yeah. And so that word preparation and prepared just, just hit me heavy because, like I said, I, I'm a fighter. And I'm going to tell myself every time, Q, nah, let's go. Let's go. Change, put on a different hat. Let's do this. But if that doesn't happen, if I get so low to the point where I cannot move and all yeah. of those things, I need to have already prepared some people in my circle to be yeah. like, bruh. Yeah. Yeah. You know who that, who that who that was? For me, it was God. Mm-hmm. Because I couldn't have, because it was nothing nobody could have said or done in that space. Like, I have everybody say this and this and that, but it's like, when my mama gone, I really want to hear none of that. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, all right, bruh. Like, yeah, bruh, this, and his mama alive, I'm like, I'm going to hear that. You know what I'm saying? So God knew the only thing that was going to bring me back was for me to hear that 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 mm-hmm. line that, yeah. that line that man said in that moment. I don't know that man. I don't know him. He he wasn't there for me. But that was God. Even though I was mad at God, that's how merciful He was. Faithful. Because I was, I was very upset with God. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So a lot. Sometimes ain't nothing we could do for each other. Sometimes we got to lean on. The higher power. Yeah. yeah when, uh, Amen yeah, to that. that. Amen to that. Like what uh, Q was saying, man, that, um, that, and I started, as he was saying it, I started thinking about all the people in my life that I can call, not when I'm down, mm-hmm. but when I'm up and say, hey, if anything ever, ha- if you ever see me like right. outside of my character. In the good season. In the good season. Good season. What was crazy is there's only a few that I can call right now that I know that they would even remember that we're having this conversation. Mm. Like, yo, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I need your help right now, 
but one day I will. Yeah. And I need like and the, the fact that there's only a few people that I can even trust to even recognize that something's wrong. Yeah. That really like I don't know. I really got like like Donnie's one right. I like we'll have a we was actually supposed to. Um, her birthday was the other day, and we were about to have a lunch. Uh, we were all gonna go, but she said something in the happy birthdays and the congratulations. She said I forgot what she said, but I was like, my intent is what I was like. Hold on, hold on, no, no, no. I was like, y'all, after this, just me and Donnie are gonna go. This can't be like a group thing. And I don't know if it was like that deep, but it was like something that I caught because I know I'm, I'm paying attention, right? Like how many people in your life are paying attention yeah. or just expecting you to be the fighter? Like, come on, Q, get up. Mm-hmm. I don't need that right now. I need somebody to like let or me Or love talk. you enough to fight for you. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was something on the shade room the other day. Who posted? I think it was the pastor, John Gray. Is that his name? Mm-hmm. He posted something about Tyrese. Yeah. And he said, um, don't quote me on this, but it was something like he was in a really dark place and he said, he I was the wrong I, person. He said, <laughs> I was dead. No, he said, I was dead. And Tyrese showed up to fight for me. Like he fought mm-hmm. for me to live. Wow. Those are the type of people you want in your life. When I see something that's wrong with you, and I'm just going to show up just to be there for you, just to be yeah. present. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Goodness gracious. Uh, I can honestly say that everybody around me that are that is close to me, I mean, well, I'm I'm not, uh, um, I'm always, I'm a person that's always like kind of up. <laughs> so it's easy to see when I'm not in the space I'm supposed to be in. But I have a really solid group of people around me, a solid group of friends who really care. I even got some people that's like my friends right here and the people behind them can understand. You know what I'm saying? Because you got your really your core people. Mm-hmm. And then at, even even like my B team would know that like it's something going on. <laughs> Not your B team. And, right? You know, you got to have a B team. Um, <laughs> and so I, I just have a really like when it comes to like my mom, when it comes to the reason why I chose my two year fiance, it's like for reasons for reasons that like no for reasons not because I think not because like I think he's cute or because anything else it's just Mm -hmm. like like he's somebody that prays with me and prays for me Mm -hmm. I never had a man in my life ever I used to question whether or not the guys I dealt with knew God I used to be like no you got a a tattoo of a cross do you know Jesus right right like so mm-hmm. oh it's important to have somebody pray with you and and have somebody like yeah that. to have somebody to be able to to really show up like you said and somebody that like when I was going through changes and like in my career and didn't know what to do I remember Prince was calling me and praying with me every day he would be at the gym training because he wakes up at like 5 a.m and I wake up at like maybe like 9 10 ish sometimes 11 um he would call me and he would pray with me you hear all the stuff going on in the gym you hear future in the background like <laughs> bros in Atlanta and Prince is praying mm-hmm. he's praying with me on the phone and yeah. to make sure that my mindset is right and I, I really feel like I wouldn't have made as much money as I made have been as successful if, if it wasn't for him mm-hmm. he plays such a big part and then here come my friends that are like it's important to have friends that let you know that like you are the SHIT me and my friend Christine just had a conversation about this. It's so important because sometimes you, 
I know sometimes we kind of get into it with friends and it's like, not get into it, but like, you kind of just get caught up in the motions and you don't mm-hmm. really, you don't tell your friend that she's beautiful today. You don't yeah. tell your friend that you killing it. You look good. That jumpsuit, you wearing that jumpsuit, girl. Mm-hmm. Or like, dang, no shoes. Or like, you know what I'm saying? And sometimes we need that yeah. as friends. Mm-hmm. And because my friends are some of the most, I, I respect them the most. So when yeah. they tell me something, it's like, I know I'm killing it today. Right. <laughs> I did something. I know. Right, right, right. My friend Christine, she say you look good. Oh my God. <laughs> you are astounding and so i need to hear it from i need to hear it from my mama i need to hear it from people you need to hear that you're doing good you need to hear that you weren't where you used to be you need to hear those things i like words of affirmation i realize all the things are my things but like i need gifts i need words i need love i need (laughs) but words i need to hear the words i need to feel the love i need to know that that you saw that I was looking homeless for five days and then I showed up looking like this and you was like, whoa, I nobody. <laughs> like speaking of friends, it's like my mom had um, a heart transplant a couple years ago, right? Like my mom's story is freaking amazing. It's a miracle. Like she, they, the doctor called and said the heart was here. She's on, she was only on the waiting list for like five days or something like that. When we know people are on the waiting list for like years, she was on the waiting list for like five days. The heart came um, but I can't rush to the hospital. I was in, um, I was on my anniversary trip and we rushed to the hospital, um, in LA and my mom's best friend of like 30 years, all of her best friends of like 30 years that I, that I knew growing up, they were all there. And it was a moment where my mom, uh, one of my mom's friends was giving her water and she had the bottle going up to her mouth and she was giving her water. She was, um, you know, feeding her pretty much. And she had like water dripping down her, her face and her other friend took a, a cloth and was just wiping her mouth. And I just started crying because I said, God, please uh, let me have friends in my life who will wipe my mouth and feed me when I'm on the hospital bed. Mm. Like when you're in moments and times like that, you need someone to be like, hey, I got you. Like, I mean, how much of a blessing is it to have a friend for 30 years, one, and then to have a friend for 30 years who will be at the hospital as you're about to get a heart transplant and wipe your mouth, bathe you. You know what I mean? Like it was a lot that happened in that hospital room. You know, people have to bathe you. They have to wipe you. They have to brush your teeth. And her friends were all there. So it's like when we're in those, that's why it's important to have these conversations and cultivate real friendships. Like, Dave, what's up? How you feeling today? How's, how's, you know what I mean? It's just like, that's what really to me is success is having people who are going to pour into you and love you when you don't love yourself. Yeah. And I think you have to be honest too, uh, because that con- that's a that's a two-way conversation. Mm-hmm. The one side is how are you? And that's an honest request. I want to know how you're doing. Yeah. But I think the other side, the recipient of that has to be honest too mm-hmm. and get rid of the representative. You know, yes, we're so cool with good. I'm good, yo, too yeah. blessed to be stressed, you know, doing my thing. <laughs> <laughs> blessed and highly favored. No, 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 like, we got them all. Like, but honestly answer the question. Right. Nah, today and, ain't a good day, yeah. bro. And I'm struggling today. Yeah, and be yeah. vulnerable. Yeah, That's the yeah. vulnerability you part. Honestly, answer it to somebody who cares. You can't just get <laughs> in Publix and you yeah. walk in and hey, how are you doing? It's like you know what? It's been a lot. You might be sitting there like, uh, <laughs> okay, the produce is over here. So, like when it comes to your friends, yes, be completely honest with your friends. Yes, but don't girl. just be out here, hey, how you doing? And just pouring out your life story because I ain't trying to hear all that. Yeah, this, this brings me to a point. I know we're kind of like talking about our friends, and I don't even know. 
I don't I can't think of anything that I've been doing for like 20 years or so, right? So Q, I wanted to ask you, um, and I don't even know if you can talk about it or share, but my favorite group, 112 growing up. Anybody that knows me knows that is my favorite group. I can sing <laughs> every word, word for word. And hit us with something. Hit us with a one-two. All right. Hit us with a one-two. Come on, man. I'm going to play. Uh, <laughs> come on, man. I'm going to play. Like, favorite group, right? And um, we started having a conversation, and I realized that you, you're not necessarily, y'all aren't necessarily a group anymore. And I always wondered, man, um, how like a group of people can do something so special for so long. And I know there's like, yo, that's my brother. Like we in this forever. And then it breaks apart. Right. So, I mean, that must have been hard. Not only not not being a like y'all breaking up the thing that y'all built for 20 years, but also the actual relationship in it. Yeah. Can you speak to that? Yeah. Uh, so when you start a partnership, um, we started middle school. Wow. So wow. we're talking seventh grade. Uh, I'm now 46 years old. And so we're talking 30 plus years of a professional relationship. And uh, the way that I the way that I explain it is uh, when you've committed to. Uh, one part of what you, what I believe I was called to to do, I was called to be in the group with my brothers, uh, being a part of a group that is really unheard of, where it's four equally talented. You know, everybody is pulling their weight, everybody is contributing equally. Uh, that is something special. Um, but when you, however, when you first start so young, there's really no vision of who you want to be as an individual because as a teenager all you see is i want to be with my brothers in this group we're going to do these records and we're going to do this however as you are maturing guys are having kids and so now fatherhood comes in so now there's a different set of priorities yeah. for group member number one whereas two three and four may still just be bachelors and so when it's time to go do work, father can't necessarily do what he normally could do because now the responsibility now priority yeah. is father. So then you add that component and then guy number two gets married. So now husband is the priority. So now you got father guy, you got husband guy, then you have two single guys. And so two single guys still want to go in the studio all night. But husband guy can't be in there all night no more. And daddy can't be in there all night no more, too. So as we're growing, it's it's starting to spread a little bit, right? And so for me, it got to the point where after 30 years, I needed to allow some of the Q Parker personal interests now take the forefront. Mm -hmm. And Because you always had to put the group first, yes? Always had to put the group first. And... It's one of those things where it's so demanding because the 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 requests are forever. People always want to see you. And so 
you have to decide how can I juggle this? How can I balance this? And it's really, it's either you in it or you got to get out of it. Because if you stay in it, you will allow it to just be the main priority and nothing else. And so for me, it got to a point where I needed to entertain some of the Q Parker personal interests. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's not the popular decision, but I always say I have to fight for comfort. I have to fight for my personal comforts and where I want to do for my life. And my contributions to my group, you know, I'll say this publicly, you know, I love my brothers. Uh, however, I had to make a decision because there were some personal things that I wanted to do that I had to put by the wayside for so many years. And so for 30 years, I suppressed a whole lot of stuff that I personally wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And so uh, on my 42nd birthday, I've, I've made this declaration that I know because of the way that I live my life. You know, God forbid anything. I, I, I've already projected that I'm going to live 90 or better. I know that. Uh, and so in this second phase of my 40 years to 90, I have to allow Q Parker to be the priority. It doesn't mean that I don't love my brothers. It don't mean that they will forever be what they are to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't occupy that space anymore because the priority for Q Parker has to be Q Parker's personal interests. That's good. That's good. But thank you yeah. so much. But what y'all gave, but yeah. y'all right. yes. Q said, I gotta put me first solutions. <laughs> I feel that. No. We can do it in the shower. Both of my eyes. Can I say this when we go forward, please? I actually, this is this really happened. I got to share this with him in the back. I was so in the group of my head so hard <laughs> that I had made it. They had the, one of the covers with the black, you know, and they had the black, the, the leather joints. Yeah. Was that part three? Yep. Man, I had to, I put myself in. I Photoshop. I, 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 I promise. It was before Photoshop. You had to cut yourself out. that thing on the wall. Have you all had any hard breakup with maybe like long-term friends or long-term projects? Mm. Like, have you ever had any? I don't know if I've had any. I've had some people that have like kind of just, we drifted apart, but it's not like there was like anything in it, like malicious or anything like that. But have have you all ever had to deal with that? Anybody? Yes. Personally, your personal life. I'll say personal because... Um, success, man. Some people, it's weird. Like, like a lot of stuff, it gets really weird. Like notoriety and all that stuff. Well, well, not, not everybody. Cause some people are gonna be supportive, but it, it gets weird. Like family and um, like friends who y'all was kind of on the same. I'm gonna say same level because y'all gonna be as far as notoriety is concerned. It changes because, you know, this person want to be um, a rapper or whatever, and you was the person carrying the bags, supporting them, and then some kind of way you became the forefront, and I was somebody giving them the phone saying, hey, you take a picture of me and like, <laughs> and they kind of, you can see their face a little mm. bit like, damn, 
Um, so it, it gets weird. Did you confront that situation? I didn't. It just kind of, yeah, because it, cause it's like, it's kind of awkward. It just, it just feels, I should have, but I didn't. Yeah, it, it deserves a conversation, right? Yeah, yeah it deserves a conversation. Like... But I mean, and I was wrong. But I was like, man, because I, I just feel like, because, you, you know, we, we use the word hating. Like, man, you hating on me, bro. Like, why? I was rocking for you. You was supposed to be this, and you just, it didn't happen that way. But if it would have went that way, I still would have been carrying your bags. But it happened this way, you know. So, but all of a sudden, you're not able to support me like that, you know. And it could it could have it, it been a conversation. But what happens is you don't talk about it over time. You know, the other That's argument yeah. is really this: y'all followed about the tissue, or you know, what I'm saying. Something that's that that, but the, but the real foundation of it is, the root. Mm-hmm. yeah. You like, bro, you hating on me, man. I was rocking with you. Yeah, yeah. you've you've dealt with that. I'm sorry, you've dealt with that. Oh yeah, like a like a breakup. Yeah, from a friend. Yeah, I had a really bad friend breakup in 2020, and I don't know why friend breakups are harder than are. relationship. Yeah, like, they are. They are. I had a real. I mean, it's still. It was part of the the reason why it was. Part of the reason, not the whole reason, but it was part of the reason for my dark place to have that friend break up. You feel like this person, you, you've sowed seeds together, you've grown together, you were my sister. And like to have that, just that feeling gone. Yeah. And then it's hard for you to trust again. It's hard for you to build that with someone else because it's like, oh, I had this and it hurt me deeply. Absolutely. Did y'all have the conversation? We did. How'd it go? It went... It didn't work the way I thought it was going to work. It just, the, the relationship just ended. In your head, you thought it was going to happen how? In my head, I thought, because I'm a super, like, self-accountable person, and I'm a, I confront. Everyone who knows me knows I confront. Like, if oh, you yeah. make me feel the way, I'm going to call you, and we're going to talk about it. <laughs> so I felt like, I'm mature, I'm going to call her, we're going to talk about this. She'll say her piece, I'll say mine, and it'll be over, and we'll move forward. And I said my piece, and she said hers, and it was done. And that mm. hurt even more. I'm like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. I thought we were going to talk about this and I would say yeah. sorry, you would say sorry and we would move on and we'd be back lunch girl next week. But no, it still, it just, it never got back and it, and it still hurts to this day. Me and um my best yeah. friend, we fell out um, while she was getting married and um, <laughs> and looking back on it, I realized that we fell out while she was getting married because she was in such a happy place and I wasn't. Mm. And it was just like, here I am chasing this man all over the United States Two years, and you're man. getting married. Yeah. No, not this one. <laughs> you know what? You mixing oh, man, them up. The <laughs> don't mix them up, y'all. Don't mix right. them up. Right. You're like, let's separate them now. I'm in a good space now. But she was getting married and as busy as I was with music and doing stuff, I wasn't able to be fully happy for her. And we ended up falling out. We didn't speak for like a year and a half. Ran into each other in the mall in Zara, randomly. And I think it was right before Valentine's Day and she was looking for something for her husband. And I started helping her look for something. It was like, we never, never stopped lied. talking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we got right back on track. And it was, it was actually the best thing that happened for our relationship because we kind of needed to grow a little bit outside yeah. of each other yeah. to kind of understand. Like I would have never been able to say back then that I was jealous or that I wasn't in the space that I wanted to be in. That's why I couldn't be happy for you. 
as now looking back, I'm able to be like, that's where I was. And I'm happy that I'm not still there. Yeah. But it's important to be able to, because a lot of times we be the people doing people wrong and y'all don't want to admit it because y'all got problems. And <laughs> no, cause I'm saying it's, it's, it's hard to be like, listen, I was, I was a part of the problem. Everybody mm-hmm. want to be like, everybody's doing stuff to me. Yeah. You're doing stuff to me. You're hurting me. And it's like, well, no, sometimes I've hurt people and I didn't realize I was hurting people because I was in a space that it was just like, understand me, understand that I'm in this space. Why are you asking me about your wedding? You know that my relationship is on the rocks. Yeah. And it's like, while y'all and Zara, like y'all just, the the, the relationship just kind of got back from that Like literally picked right back up. But did you ever say, yo, I was jealous? No, oh, we had a talk. We talked. She even showed me the video. I went to her house and we had a whole movie night watching her wedding. And I was like, oh, I would have been standing right there. It was like, but it's like we understood. You know what I'm saying? And I love that she doesn't, now that I'm on the verge of getting married, she doesn't hold that against me. Mm, And that's that's growth on her end. And, you know, she's not like, well, you know, you wasn't at my wedding. So good luck with yours. It's like, so where's the list? Let's do the list. And so I appreciate that. And I think that's growth. And I think that's us being able to grow up and understand that our little breakup was for the best. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have an experience? You're to I mean, I have one. Yeah. But for mine, it, it I can't say it ended positive. Like, we didn't remain friends. Really, really, really good friend for um, several years while I was a young mother, young single mother. And she was just there helping me with my children babysitting them everything and honestly it 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 kind of came out of nowhere where somebody pointed out something to me and said um seems like she wanted to be me mm-hmm. so it was a it was a friend that mm-hmm. eventually as I dug deeper it was like they wanted my life yeah mm-hmm. and with them wanting my life they started trying to get behind my back, be friends with who I'm friends with, talk to them. It was just like duplicating my life down mm-hmm. to I have a tattoo on my back and she went and got the same thing. It was just different. Weird. And it was just like, look, we're twins. Look. Oh, my gosh. We And it was just like, should I be happy for this? Or should it was just a concern. It was concerning. <laughs> <laughs> and then it got to be to a point where this one friend behind my back started talking to my ex. Mm-hmm. You know, and then when when that happened, I had the conversation. I said, no, we need to talk. This yeah. is becoming yes. scary. Mm-hmm. And, no, this um, is dangerous. <laughs> so when we spoke about it, I'm very confrontational. I don't hold it in too long. And when we had a meeting You're to talk about confrontational. it. I wouldn't say confrontational. I'm going to confront the situation. Not, I've never heard anybody like, actually <laughs> say that. I am very <laughs> confrontational. <laughs> it doesn't. Island people talk backwards. <laughs> we talk backwards too. So <laughs> So when I said something about it, I just wanted to become friends again. I just wanted to air it out, say something. And when I brought it up, it was like, you know, why do you, why do you, it, it didn't go over smooth. It was more so like, I can be whoever I want to be. I don't need to have to be you and you can't control me on how I'm being. And if I want to friend your friend, wow. I'm going to friend your friend. And yeah. it, it, it just became that. And I didn't do anything else but say, okay, okay, mm-hmm. goodbye. And then it didn't end bad. It was just, I understood. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm she's like, still with your ex. No, okay. it was like a <laughs> behind the scene trying to talk to the person. And eventually, 
Like now she still like may DM me, may wish me happy birthday, may say small things to me here and there. But I just understood I'm the type of person, be who you are, but I'm going to make sure you know I see who you are. Yes. And once I see who you are, it doesn't mean I cut you out of my life completely, but I keep you where you need to be. Yeah. And that's how that friendship turned mm-hmm. out. Yeah. I can still say, oh, hey, happy birthday and see you and wave and give you a hug. But I knew. You know, yeah, it's not as as my cup of tea. Yeah. Yeah. Like Mimi, mm-hmm. you, got, you got experience? Yeah. Um, yeah. I've, well, I've had three best friends since the eighth grade. And we have, we're really, really close. Um, however, one of those friends, we went to college together. And just because of stupid stuff, whether it was sororities and all the other stuff, we fell out. And this was my best, well, one of my best friends since the eighth grade. And we did not talk for maybe a year and a half. And we we're at the same university in the same circle, just looking, just looking crazy. And um, I was, I would say I was immature. I mean, we're in college and, but however, I just had the, the, I guess the insight to say, you know what, a conversation needs to be had. And, um, and I'd want to always not uh, cut relationships. I just want to untie them. Cause I really want to make sure that uh, number one, I have a reason to cut this relationship. And also I never know when I'm going to need someone, when that person can, uh, is in a different season and that we can kind of eventually get back together. Um, so we had a conversation and um, I uh, tell my patients, sometimes we have to lean into difficult conversations and uh, again, acknowledge the emotion. And then when you're having these conversations say, hey, I'm very kind of nervous about having this. Um, however, like I wanna see where this relationship is and this is my wrongdoing or what I perceive as my wrongdoing in this fallout. And um, and then also knowing that it's not my responsibility how that person's receiving this particular conversation. Yeah, so I'm doing my part coming to you and I'm nervous. I don't know how this is going to go, but it is not my responsibility to make you receive what I'm saying. Yeah, but I, I mean, I think we have some sort of responsibility to. Uh, do our very best to make sure they understand, though, right? You're del- I say something away and they don't take it that way. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we could say it's not our responsibility that you took it that way, right? But then we have to work on our ability to communicate the idea. Yes, yeah, so your delivery, you have to be, like, very aware of how I'm delivering this message and be open to have that particular criticism about how I'm delivering this particular portion of because I probably have made something in my head up and I need to be open to make sure that, hey, I this didn't happen. Like this didn't happen, Mirica. This is not what that was. And so long story short, we were able to have that conversation. The relationship at that time never got back to where it was. However, as adults going into different seasons, we were able to mature individually. And now all three of us are like, just as tight as we were wow, in the eighth grade. So I just allowed time to do what it had to do. And during that time, I did my work. Yeah. And I was just fortunate enough that she did hers too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. good <laughs> I want to hear um, everybody, just in 10 seconds or less, I want to hear what you think one of your greatest gifts is. Because a lot of times, like we operate from what we think is a lack in ourselves. Um, and it's really important for us to identify our gifts and lead with our gifts daily. So I want to hear something that you think is your gift, 10 seconds or less. My gift would be laughter. I think I'm able to make people laugh in any situation. We'd be at funerals. 
I got something to say. <laughs> like, I'm just saying, I'm just, I have that ability. Like my mom even says it. She'd be like, can't nobody be sad around you. Yeah. And so I think that's my gift from, from God is just to make, it can, it can be tough, but trust and believe. I'm going to find a way to joke about it. Thank you. I think my gift is uh, the gift of giving. I'm a giver. I'm a servant. Yeah. Um, I think th- maybe like solution folk. Like I'm a good listener. I I, I like to listen. I'm I'm probably a little nosy, but I, I like to listen. Um, but I also like to listen to help find solutions to help. Like, okay, what can we do about this? How can we change our perspective? Um, I think my gift is honesty. Could be a tough gift to have, especially in today's society. Um, but yeah, that's my gift. And I believe mine, mine is, I just always, I'm understanding. I think that's one of the biggest things, always trying to understand. I don't care about being right, wrong, me being right, wrong. It's just, I need to know how you think so I can understand you and give you grace in that space. That's good. Mm -hmm. I think mine would be, um, my ability to see stuff. Like I could just see, like I saw this building and I saw y'all and it's like, I got these like ideas and visions, but Visionary. I also I also see things in people. Mm-hmm. Like I could just see like, all right, some, the, the smile is there, but something, mm. yeah, something ain't right. So I see stuff. Yeah. I would say mine is um, thoughtfulness and servitude. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a great server and I, and I think about things that I know most people just probably aren't even thinking of, um, yeah. for other people. Good. Yeah. I want to ask one more question of you all. And then I want to get into uh, questions because I definitely would love to hear, uh, what's going on in your chairs. A lot of emotions, a lot of thoughts, a lot of feelings going on. Um, are you thinking about other people right now? You're thinking about yourself, experiences, things you want to do. Um, what I like to know is what would you accomplish if you weren't so afraid? So I think we're all afraid of something. And uh, I, I said this to somebody else and it was a whole conversation like, yo, well, I'm not afraid of anything. Well, I don't believe that's true. I think we're all amazing at certain things, but mm-hmm. like there's something that if we can just get past this, uh, we do some amazing, amazing things. And I want you to think about it too. Is this not business related? Just period. Who would you become if you weren't so afraid? Right. So I, I'll go first. Um, I am. I don't know about afraid. Yeah, but I, I do fear confrontation and rejection. So if I wasn't so worried about what other people think of me, and I wasn't so worried about. Um, why or why shouldn't I say the thing that I know needs to be said to the person? I yeah. think um, I would experience a lot less anxiety. I'd be a lot more happy. Um, and I would I would be like even more fearless in, I can see some things, but I won't go at it because I can see all the stuff between me and the goal. Yeah. So, and not even just business. Like I can see the thing between me and a, a prosperous relationship over here or um, a prosperous feeling of empowerment between me and the vision I see for myself, that brave 
fearless me, right? But there's obstacles and there's people in between there. So yeah, um, yeah, that would be me. That's yeah. good. I'll say um, if I wasn't afraid to let go of things, like I'm a person that holds on, whether it's the friendship or the thing that I know and this is the rhythm it's been and I need this rhythm to stay, I'm always um, chasing that same dynamic or relationship or vibe or rhythm that I've had with a thing, a person, place or thing, instead of just like accepting that this just may be time to let it go. Like this just may be the end. I will chase it. And be like, no, remember the time we, remember how we used to always go get Subway sandwiches? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's just like, if, <laughs> it's like if I could just let go of things and, and, and rid myself of what it looks like in my head and walk into the new spaces that obviously God is trying to move me in, um, just cutting those tides to things, any people, places, and things. That's deep. For me, it's something that I am aware of right now. And, currently working on and it is a fear of not having my own so for me I'm saying that because um I feel like I've just always taken care of stuff on my own and until the day that I met my husband who first showed me how a man takes care of a woman that oftentimes I battle letting go of mine. And um, wow. he's yeah. pointed it out to me many times, like, you're so fearful, you're so fearful. And if you can stop, if you can recognize that it don't always have to be you that get there, that if you think of us, if we became, you know, it's us now, you don't have to feel like you gotta have your own. And I, and. It's been a constant conversation and I've been working on it, but he's just been my my visuals of imagine where you could be, where we could be, what mm-hmm. we could have if you just let go of feeling like, but I gotta have my own. Yes. You know, that. It's interesting how um, that feel like extreme fear can come off as extreme strength. It's, it looked like mm, you yes. seem so yeah. strong like because you're so afraid, yes. right? Man, that's powerful. I, I can relate to that for sure. And it correlates to what you said. My mind is a fear of trusting, you know, trusting people when it comes to like building my team. You know, I gotta, if I trusted people more, I would be further along. Because it's like, I don't know, it's not that I don't trust people's greatness. It's just, I'm like, I need to do that. You know, similar to what control. you said. Yeah, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a little bit of a control freak when it comes to my vision or my product. So I'm kind of like, uh, make sure you call. Like, I'm going to call. You know, <laughs> you know it's, it's a got, little, I got this. <laughs> right. It's like, I got wrote it down. So it's a little bit of that uh, for me. It's a lot of bit of that. Yeah. I gotta work on that and just trust and give people the opportunity. But I just, I, but it's almost like I don't want to give them the opportunity to fail. <laughs> yeah. But I have to, cause I can't, cause it's like I don't have any. Y'all see, I got no, no friends. <laughs> y'all know I'm like, y'all, your phone number, call y'all. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I gotta just learn to trust, stop being afraid of just trusting people, what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Right. 
Uh, one of the most uncomfortable emotions for me is embarrassment. Mm. And it stems for me, I believe it stems from falling short of the perceived expectations of me. Yeah. And I, I'm doing my work. And, and I'm, I think it stems back from childhood as well as me, you know, being this doctor and now having to mind read what you guys are, want from me as this person. And so if I fall short of this imaginary benchmark that I feel that embarrassment. And so I constantly work on that and say, I just have to show up. I have to show up and regardless. That's good. I would say mine is um, a fear of just being so polished all the time. Uh, I'm a huge detail-oriented person. I, I am, uh, you know, my shoes got to be a certain way. You know, my jewelry got to be a certain way. We go in my closet. This has to be a certain way, blue, red, white. Like, I'm just so detailed. Um and 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 that comes very OCD, and it comes from. Uh, I believe that my generation was the last class of uh, artist de development, like true artist development. Yeah. Um, and what that was was it was like it's drilled in you to be on at all times, like especially since a kid you've been. Yeah. On. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. On. Yes. And so, uh, that to me is just. Wanting to always show up when the lights come on, you got to perform, but not only perform, you got to got to perform, perform. Uh, and sometimes just allowing, you know, your shoestrings to just yeah, hang out. Just Take that up. Give a round of applause. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's so polished all the time. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Um, my biggest fear is, um, Looking corny. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's the real thing. It sounds though. crazy. That's the real thing. No, it sounds no. so crazy. No. But and it's not to say that. Don't go to my Instagram page and be like, "She look corny right there," because <laughs> it's me. It's how I feel. Um. So, but that's what I'm scared of. I've missed out on a lot of opportunities because I'm scared to look corny. I'd be like, nah, I'm not doing your skits on Instagram. I'm not doing that. That's going to look corny. And But right. it's like, if I did it, I probably could have been way further along than I am. Yeah. So That's I had to let go. And like, because I'm not afraid of embarrassment. Because I'm, I mean, I'm just a, a, a jokester by nature. So I like people to feel like I'm not afraid to laugh at myself. But being corny is two different things. <laughs> and so if I can let go and be like, you know what? I'm going to take this opportunity. I'm going to do it. Even though I might look corny, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> I love that. that was, what, I, what I like to do, man, um, is uh, take maybe like a, a quick five-minute break, okay? But um, I want you guys to keep the conversation going. Like get to know somebody. Ask them what their greatest fear is or yes. ask them what they need help with because that's a – that's a that's a good question for a lot of especially high performing people. What do you need help with? Mm -hmm. And it's that means that something's wrong for them, right? If they need help with something, that means they ain't got it all together. Yeah. So sometimes you can get past a barrier by just asking certain questions. So um, ask someone in this five minute break uh, just to stretch your legs, and we'll come back to our favorite part, which is Q and A. Um, and not that we are going to have the answers for you. Mm -hmm. 
But sometimes the therapy is getting your question out. And there's going to be somebody that can come up to you like, yo, girl, I went through that same thing. It might be after this is over. I went through that same thing. And this is what I did. You just watched this whole episode. If you like this episode, watch this one right here. Click right here. You're going to like this one if you like the one you just watched. Check it out. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.